want you to do me a favor. I want you to tell all your friends about me. Suck in the guts, guys. We're the Ghostbusters. I am the one who knocks. My dark passenger. It was the best of times. It was the blurst of times. Don't call me Junior. I certainly hope this little incident hasn't put you off flying, miss. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Hi everyone, welcome back to Talking Geek. The Geeky Podcast. <laughs> yeah, we don't have like we a don't gr- have a tagline. We don't have a really good tagline after that. <laughs> no, so we don't. just the podcast where you and I talk all the all things geeky that we want to talk about. Yep. I'm Heidi, and you are Danny. For those people who are new listeners, we're a married couple that just likes geek culture. Exactly. So we want to do. We just put out um, our last episode was the our Rise of Skywalker review, and that was fun. That was that was that was fun. And since we've since our last Lots episode, of insights. I went and went back and saw that movie a second time because I'd only seen it the first time after we talked um, during. Before we talked about or, it, yeah, I I don't even seen it once before we talked about it, and I, and I went back a second time, and that movie got was even better the second time. I liked it. Like that movie is good. It's still not as good as Force Awakens, but it's definitely for. I mean, I already knew this after the first time, but I like, like it a lot more than um, Last Jedi. Like it's. I need it's to good. see it again. It works. It, I came away with it from it enjoying it, but with a lot of gripes. So. Yeah, most of my gripes went away. Um, the Hux. One thing I didn't mention on that episode, so I'll mention it real quick here, is that General Hux, and it was still a problem on my Spoilers, second... Spoilers, by the way. Oh, yes. We always we always spoil everything on the show. Um, so the one thing one thing that after we got we, we, we finished recording, we were like, we nailed it. We nailed that episode. It couldn't have been more perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, then, we, then I was like, oh, I forgot to mention General Hux, because I was like, one of the things that annoyed me about Rise of Skywalker is... General Hux was sort of in the in um, Force Awakens. The the character played by um, Donald um, shoot uh, shoot I'm I'm blanking on the actor's name. Dumb Dumb Hall. It's like a weird Swedish name. Yeah. Or not weird. It's not weird, but it's um, um, it has a different pronunciation. Yeah, different spelling. But he in in Force Awakens, he's kind of he's kind of a goofball but not quite but he's like the foil to he's like the still on the first order with kylo ren but you know he's like vying for attention with snoke and then they and then in the second last jedi they made him even more donald Domnall gleason dom yeah donald gleason. gleason yeah um and so in the last jedi they made him even more slapstick and kind of more silly and he was kind of the butt of a lot of jokes and things um but he was still one of the characters that we had followed or who had been in the whole, both movies. And in this movie, he's there for the first half. And then it comes out that, you know, halfway through, he's the spy that had been leaking information to the resistance. And then, like, within, like, two minutes of finding that out, he gets shot. Like, they're like... Um, they're like, yep, we just knew. The, the resist. Well, no, no, gone. no. The resistance... Well, yeah, they... I'm... They figured out that he was the spy and they just killed him. And... That was that was a wrong move, I think. I think that character, even though he was sort of a silly character, he he deserved a little bit more than that. But agreed. Um, but the movie was even better for me the second time. So what are we doing today? Today we are doing a 2019 media review. So we thought it would be fun just to sit down and go through 
all the media that we consumed last year. And I mean, we're not professional podcasters who watch every Oscar nominated movie and, and all that. And we don't try to be, we, we watch and do the things that most interest us. So of course our lists will probably have a slant towards certain franchises and whatnot, but well, they're not a, this, this is for us to, it's not a slant. It's just like, what did it's what we enjoyed? It's what we saw. It's, it's what just we what we did. And I, and it was my idea to do this. Um, just cause I wanted to, sort of log what I had done and I was like well if I'm going to log all the stuff that I did last year might as well talk about it and I really wanted to hear what you did mm-hmm. um, it's funny we're married but we do we do have separate things that we watch and consume and yeah yeah I a mean, lot of it's together we have well, a lot but... of we have a lot of overlap too so my list has um, it's like it's all media and things that um, sort of en- entertainment that I did last year so I have a list of movies I saw TV comics books video games music and concert and events oh and new podcasts that i picked up last year and not like the i'm only gonna talk about the podcast like not like the one-off the ones that like i'm kind of seriously into now Mm -hmm. so you want to start with movies movies are yeah let's let's start with movies so how do we want to do this like i i well first of all going through my list i was really disappointed in myself (laughs) i only like i definitely like cater to like what the movie studios want i guess because most almost exclusively i went to see sequels and um sequels and things from existing properties um, that were based on part of that demographic like that's who they they're marketing some of that stuff too but i mean it's true like the one of the one of the uh things that people say these days is that a lot of the great stories have moved to the small screen and like the like sort of how they say like the mm-hmm. middle tier of video games has gone away like the middle tier like in tv like people like i feel like it's the big blockbusters you know yeah. like the billion dollar movies that like people are really flocking to see and the and uh, like lower movies are like you know they're going to netflix or they're going to amazon i mean two of like this year is like there is a big shift like two of the Oscar nominated movies this year, at least two mm-hmm. that I want to see are Netflix movies. I know it's crazy. Last year only had last year had one. Last year yep. had and there was the big lobbying to try and have it well, not qualify. Well, last year had yeah. Last year's was Roma, which I didn't see. I wasn't really interested. I believe that was the one. Um, shoot, for, I'm I'm blanking on who directed it. Um, shoot, <sighs> well whatever, it doesn't matter. But this year I know Marriage Story. And Marriage Story and um, The Irishman. So mm-hmm. there's a, a Scorsese movie went direct to Netflix. So, I mean, things are changing where we're going to the movies for different reasons these days. We don't necessarily go like, like you know, the, the trailers, like the action movies. Like I was just thinking the other yeah. day, I was, I was just thinking the other day, like, ooh, the Super Bowl is coming up and we're going to get to see some new trailers. And I think Marriage Story is, is a great example of the kind of movie that somebody wants to watch from the comfort of their own couch. Do you want to get ready and go out and go out on a date to watch that movie? Or do you just want to secretly binge it with some popcorn and some ice cream at home? Both. It's I, perfect for Netflix. I, I think it is perfect for Netflix, but I do. One of the things, so I'm going to start going through some of these movies. and we, um, But one of the things I want to try to do in 2020 is to go see some more original movies. Like, I agree. So, so my list here, I, I, I counted. I And I know that you and I had talked, but we didn't go over our list because I wanted to like hear what your list was and we and we saw some movies together but with our kids we go to a lot of movies separately we do. and and in and individually and, and that's so. why our lists are different i'll be curious to see what movies um if i missed any that i actually that you, you probably I, did that i saw in the theater but um so i have here that i saw 23 movies in the theater 
of those 21 were new. I'm not, um, I went and saw um, two, like I saw Superman two in the theater. Uh, so that was cool. My, mm-hmm. my, our, our son and I went to, um, we saw Superman two in the theater. And then I also saw, oh, and then uh, our son and I also saw Raiders of the Lost Ark. So of those 23, 21 were new movies. Of those movies, only three were not based on an existing property or a sequel. That's a pretty amazing ratio. Yeah, so only three. Would you have so if, if I would have told you, if I would have said I went and saw twenty one new movies in the theater last year, how many were not based on anything and how many were I probably would have guessed twenty percent. I mean in that number. I wouldn't have guessed fifty. So you would have I, guessed, I, or, or, I know what we've consumed, you know, without having sat down and think thought about it, I would have guessed twenty percent anyway, because that's the way um a lot of big block movie blockbusters are, are going. And that's usually, if we're going to go out to the movies or go separate, that's usually what we spend the money and take the time to go see. Exactly. If we're getting a babysitter and we're going to a movie together, it's almost always one of those huge blockbuster movies. It, it, it is. And that's we should, I want to, um, you, I want to go, like, I want to try to go to more original movies this year, but I also want to go to more things with you and I. Like, like movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is probably the only one that we saw together. That Yes, the exactly. And that's one of my three. Um, so, um, so I'm going to go through, I, I was, we haven't actually discussed how we want to go through this. So how about I'll just sort of rattle off the movies that I saw and then you rattle off the movies you saw and then we'll circle back and then, and if there's any that we want to highlight or, you know, give us, you know, Oh, th- this one was really awesome or, or this one was disappointing or okay. whatever. So let's, so shoot my list goes from, uh, I was I was using um, IMDb to look at all the movies that were released in 2019. So until the bottom, when I started like remembering some stuff I watched at home, the first the majority of these are uh, the majority of these are they go in order. So the first movie I saw last year was Glass. Uh, as a reminder, that was the sequel to Unbreakable and Split. And so I saw um, Glass, uh, Captain Marvel, and then. Or actually, Shazam. I should I, sh- I should call it Shazam, uh, not Captain Marvel. Um, Avengers Endgame, the live action Aladdin, uh, Brightburn, Godzilla, Kings of Monsters, Toy Story Four, Spider Man Far From Home, Lion King, the live action Lion King, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Hobbs and Shaw, the Fast and Furious spinoff, Hobbs and Shaw, Tomb Raider. Oh, actually, I didn't see Tomb Raider at home. That was one that's, that I did. You and Not I watched theater, it over. That was an at home. Yeah. We, we watched it over Christmas break. It Chapter 2, Ad Astra, Joker, Terminator Dark Fate, Doctor Sleep, Frozen 2, Rise of Skywalker, Oh, I forgot to put in. This would have been like around the March, April time, I believe. We saw mm-hmm. the documentary Apollo Eleven. Yes. On uh, covering obviously Apollo yep. Eleven. Um, so that's why I saw it home or saw it in the theater. So let me keep going. Or I also saw, as I mentioned, Superman two in the theater. That was cool. Raiders Lost Ark. And then at home we watched. You and I watched um, El Camino, the Breaking Bad, yep. Jesse Pinkman movie. Which is funny because I was going through my Netflix queue and ended up putting that on the TV side just as I, I wasn't oh. thinking, like, yeah, that's and then, the movie. And then uh, for 
St. Patrick's Day, we watched. I neither one of us had ever seen Leprechaun. The oh, I forgot film, about that. Yeah. The horror film Leprechaun. So we watched Leprechaun this year. We're gonna make that a, t- a tradition for the next seven years, I guess, because there's seven of them. I <laughs> yep. think. But so this year we'll watch Leprechaun too. But um, so then I have a couple of animated DC movies. So I have Reign of the Superman, uh, Batman Hush, Batman Ninja, Batman and Teenage Ninja Turtles. Justice League and the Fatal Five, and then I also have on the list that we watched a Bad Mom's Christmas. Yep. And then the Captain Marvel movie serial from the nineteen forties. Uh, we watched that early in the year. I think we I got it for Christmas last year. We did. The, yeah. The serial, um, uh, the fifteen part movie serial for uh, Captain Marvel or Shazam, if you wanna. Mm-hmm. Uh, go by what he's called now. So how about you go through your list? So my list is intermixed of movies that were in the theater and some movies that we watched at home. So I'm not quite nearly as organized as you. And I think you'll recognize a few titles that you saw and forgot on your list. So here we go. In, in, in the theater or at home or both? Both. Okay. Um, One in two in the theater and I think one or two at home. Anyway, here we go. So it part two. I saw Dirty Dancing in the theater, which that's my favorite movie. So that was, is it, I'll go see that anytime that I can. Oh, that's cool. So I saw, it wasn't Superman the movie. I saw so my Superman favorite, two, but yeah. I saw Superman 2 and you yep. saw Dirty Dancing. Yep. Um, Blair Witch, the 2017 version. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Footloose. We watched Solo at home, which you had I already seen that I'd already theater. seen it, so I, I didn't count yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It was a first, first watch for me. Oh, yeah. One thing we should say, we didn't say this at the beginning of the episode, is this list is going to be... It's yeah, there's most, old stuff It's here. mostly stuff that came out this year, but it's also new to us. So the, right. if I had never seen it before in 2019 or watched it or read it... Exactly. Because there is some stuff on here that I did read or watch that I didn't put on the list because it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. new. So keep going. Apollo 11, as you mentioned. Secret Life of Pets 2. Frozen 2. The, and then Aladdin, the live action. Mission Impossible Fallout, Bad Mom's Christmas, Glass, like you said. I watched Lego Movie Part you 2. You went and saw Glass? Did yeah. You? Oh, I didn't know. I, did, I had forgotten that you Yeah, I saw it. Glass. Okay. Um, Lego Movie Part 2, I rented that. Captain Marvel, saw that in the theater. So did you. Shazam. I mentioned that. No, the actual Captain Marvel. That came out in 2019. Oh, that's why. Oh, so Marvel's I, Captain Marvel. I had it on the list. Remember at the beginning, I was going through yeah. and I said yep. Captain Marvel. Because... I saw those back to back, so I saw. Both I saw of those ca- movies came out. I saw. Yeah, yes, I know, but I didn't. I had it on the list. Oh, you thought you wrote it twice. I see. Well, because in the comics, Shazam is called yep. Captain Marvel. It's so actually Captain. So Marvel. I wrote in my list. I wrote Captain Marvel, and then I wrote Shazam. And I was like, oh, that must have been a mistake. But yeah. no, it was because I saw. So I did see Captain Marvel. Avengers Endgame missed that one on your list. They just not. Oh no, I didn't. Unless I didn't read it. It's it was it's on here. I must oh, have missed okay. reading it. Um, Detective Pikachu. The Hustle, watch that one at home. Toy Story 4, Spider-Man, Far From Home, The Lion King, Joker, Descendants. That movie's been out for a long time, but I watched it with the kids. It's not great. Um, Claws, that was on Netflix. And then Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker. And then I also went back and added in Leprechaun as we watched that together. And then the Batman TMNT as well so that's that's my list so there's a few things that that i saw that you didn't i think the only movie that i saw in the theater that you did not see in the theater 
uh, was Detective Pikachu. And I and I and I didn't say it, but I did have Hustlers on the list. You and I watched Hustlers together, but I was trying to skip as I was because I started off saying like the movies I saw in the theater, so I skipped that one. Oh yeah, yeah. So I was and I just didn't go back to it. So I had Hustlers. So any movies that you of those, do you want to highlight any or all, or like wait, do you want to give some quick thoughts? Like, did you have a favorite one? Did you have anything that so, disappointed you? Um, I think Footloose is worth mentioning because it's a movie that definitely has a cult following. It's um, another one of those dance movies that kind of came out of the 80s, Dirty Dancing being one. There's a couple other dance-related movies that came out of the 80s, too. And I had never really watched it full, like, start to end. I had seen little pieces of it here and there, but I'd never seen the whole movie. And eh, it was okay. (laughs) You know, I was hoping I would like it more. It was fine. It felt more like a bunch of kind of music videos strung together with some with with dialogue and stuff in between it i don't know i just didn't i didn't really care for it all that much so okay. that was disappointing what about you anything noteworthy? oh do you want to keep well, why don't you finish yours no we can go back and forth avengers endgame was amazing and just wrapping up all the marvel movies i agree was really was really cool shazam uh, i think was a as a standout from last year it was funny it was good action it's not a standout for me no no okay. i think it's an average average movie average movie i'm, I'm I cool enjoyed like, it well i enjoy it too i'll put it on and watch it even you know i, can, I think zachary levi is excellent i mean i think joker obviously we've we've already done a whole mm-hmm. episode about that and even Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that's a that's an excellent one too that we did a whole episode on. Um, so Avengers Endgame was just it was a real like they stuck the landing. Uh, Marvel really did a good job, and I'm taking I'm taking Endgame as a perfect opportunity to jump off the Marvel movies. I'm pretty much yeah. Get off the train. Off of it, because all the characters are that I want. Like, there's no movies that I would even... There's no characters left, except for Hulk. I would probably be excited about a Hulk movie, but I don't think they're going to make one. But all, like, you know, Iron Man's uh, dead. Um, Cap- uh, Captain America is, is, is old. an old man now. And so... And Thor... Well, Thor... I would go... I'll go see Guardians of the Galaxy 3, too, because I think Thor is going to be in it. Like, that would be... yeah. Um, Gar- so Thor has changed. See, and it, it's Thor that would make me go see that movie because I wouldn't Guardians of the Galaxy. I wasn't crazy about two, so I'm kind of off the. I probably wouldn't go see a Guardians of the Galaxy three. Yeah, it, except I think Thor is going to be in one. It. Was lightning in a bottle? It's hard to recreate that. So uh, other things that I wouldn't mind highlighting is Spider Man Far From Home was pretty disappointing for me. You I liked it. A I lot. enjoyed. I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, you liked so it. it's the opposite of Shazam for us. So no, I guess it's the same. It's, the same, it's in alignment. Yeah. But I, I um. Yeah, I liked Far From Home. I like Shazam uh quite a bit more, like way more than Far From Home, like leaps and bounds mm-hmm. above. Yeah, I liked it. Far From Home. Um, a- Apollo other- Eleven, I think, was an excellent movie. Just the the sound and the the visuals. And just the or the lack thereof sound in some cases when when you're on the moon and mm-hmm. they really make it feel like you're on the moon and you're isolated and that that was an excellent experience. I think that movie would be very difficult to watch at home or not not as enjoyable. It wouldn't uh, have. I don't think it would have the same impact. It but I'm glad we impact. saw it. I oh I but I do want to buy it for the for home. I really liked it. I think it would play pretty well. You get a 4K version of it. You know, it has some good sound. And uh, I, I think that movie would hold up at home, but it was, but it was like an experience to do on the big screen for sure. Right. Um, I want to give a shout out to the Batman Ninja um, animated movie because that movie was insane, and I really liked it more than I thought. So it was the one that you 
saw me watching the where it's uh anime mm-hmm. like completely anime like uh, yeah. um version of you know um interpretation of batman and batman's sort of back in um feudal feudal times and so it's and i actually the whole bat family is is there was like a time they got pulled back in time by a villain i think uh penguin and i believe it was penguin that movie was way better than i like I was intrigued by the art style, but mm-hmm. I really liked. I like that was a standout with the Bat, the Ninja Batman. That was one of the top movies for last year, I think, for me. I think the only other thing that I'd like to call out was my surprise with Aladdin, with the live action Aladdin. The live action Beauty and the Beast was, I think, the only other live action that I have seen, other than like some of the Cinderella remakes that they've done. Mm-hmm. And I went into it with just kind of meh expectations like it's just another live action remake of a cartoon or an animated film that i actually really do like i enjoy aladdin a lot i like that film i love the music in aladdin um i grew up with aladdin to some extent so that was my expectation going in and i enjoyed it i was very skeptical of will smith as genie and he was okay as genie he's no robin williams and that's fine but i think he made it his own but what i really liked was the way that Disney reworked part of the story for Jasmine and gave her her own song and made her a little bit stronger of a female character and a female role than she has in the um, in the cartoon. And so I really like that. I was surprised by how much I enjoyed it. And that's one that I, you know, would love to rewatch at home with the kids and own. And, and I really liked what they did with it. I Yeah, I was only oh so-so on... Aladdin. It was fine. I actually really liked the new song that Jasmine sings. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. That was the, the st- song. That was the standout part of the movie. Um, I think personally. I agree. Where like times like stopping and mm-hmm. she's singing. Yeah, excellent part of the so, movie. So other any any other movies that I want to either say were better than I held my expectations. No, I th- I th- I think I'm good. I'm just scrolling through the list. I think. Mm-hmm. I think the CGI. So your, I, I think the only other movie? thing is the CGI in The Lion King was was better than I expected. Yeah, it was too good almost. Uh, it was weird. I don't know. Yeah, a little it, uncanny valley. But which one did you like better, Aladdin or Lion King? Aladdin. It's tough because both movies are very nostalgic for me. It so. is tough. It is tough. So standout movie of the year of what we've seen. Um, it would probably have to be Endgame, I think. Although Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Joker are right up there with it. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Joker are definitely up there and then the one thing i want to say is the one thing i didn't mention is godzilla king of Mo- king of monsters was a like that was a movie to see on the big screen for sure to see in the theater mm-hmm. i mean it, it was actually still be it'll probably be okay at home but it would it's was really good in the theater that movie some great visuals and it didn't do all that well i don't think it did all that well and but i thought it was a, one of the visual highlights of the of the my, my personal theory going this year so what do you have for anticipated? Did, did you make it an, an anticipated 2020 like movies you like you want to really you're looking forward to or want to see? I did, yeah. And there's it's already a, a decently long list actually. So um, I've got the the new Wonder Woman movie. Is it W1984? Or is it just called 1984? I, was, I think it's Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah. So that that movie I'm looking forward to seeing. I think it looks great. Um, I'm intrigued by the the time period. The Top Gun Maverick. Mulan, Quiet Place 2, the new Bad Boys movie, Ghostbusters Afterlife, Fast and Furious 9, Halloween um, Kills, and I put it on the list. I I don't know if I'll go see it or not, but the, the Scooby-Doo movie called Scoob. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I that we have a lot of the same ones in our are looking forward to anticipated twenty twenty. So for me, I have Bad Boys for Life, the Scoob movie you were just talking about, mm-hmm. um, but the, the Scooby Doo, um, Antlers is uh we we, we watched the trailer it was a horror movie where this kid was like hiding this like oh I forgot about that one yeah the like yeah. sort of monster and or like yep. the like the 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 entity with all the like the big yep, antlers I remember. Um, Top Gun Maverick, the the Pixar movie Soul, uh, mostly because Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross are in the music for that movie, which is in in and of itself super interesting. Like, um, you don't think about Nine Inch Nails doing the music to a Pixar yeah. film. It looks like that movie would have a lot of heart in it. Like, yeah. you get that already just from having watched the trailer. The story looks really good. The other big thing for me mm-hmm. is is the who's who's doing the music. So. The, they had a good trailer that got me in, uh, really interested in, in what the story is going to be. I don't know much about it. The but. art style reminds me of Inside Out with kind of the rounder shaped characters with slightly bulbous noses kind of. Like it just reminds me of, of that mm-hmm. characteristic. And I, I like the, the art style of Inside Out quite a bit. So then I had Ghostbusters Afterlife, Tenet. The yep, Christopher Nolan's Tenet film. was one that I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to see this. I didn't write it down, but it's it is on my short list. And then Bill and Ted face the music. Godzilla versus Kong. So I really liked Kong mm-hmm. and uh, the Godzilla. the The first Godzilla movie was only okay, and then Kong was really good, and then Godzilla King of Monsters from this year was excellent. So um, Godzilla versus Kong should be good. Denny Villeneuve's Dune. I think that movie is going to be like that's uh, it's a toss up for me if the best movie of next year is going to be Christopher Nolan's for you Tenet or Dune. No, just in general. Okay. <laughs> I'm like Dune. Really? Best movie of next year? <laughs> I, I, I will make a prediction right now that that movie gets nominated for at least best cinematography and well we shall see well we'll say and i think that movie will be editing like is that no i think it's going to be best Best picture Picture? okay well we'll see because that movie denny villanueve he is doing amazing work and sicario was amazing a lot of people really liked arrival so he arrival was already nominated for best picture right and that should have been right up my alley. It's an alien movie. And we need to watch the Sicario um, sequel. But Denny Villeneuve, he's a fantastic. Like, I I just predict that it's gonna will be up for Best Picture next year, just based on yeah, just. Well, we'll see. And then, um, so these are I have a couple of movies that I will see in the theater just because I'm kind of invested in the mm-hmm. the worlds for some of them, but uh, I'm not actually anticipating in terms of quality wonder woman 1984 it doesn't uh, look as good as the original i really like the original wonder woman i will say like the it looks a little campy and then but i still want to see it fast and furious 9 and the next halloween movie so then the, yep. um halloween kills also on my list then there's a couple of animated movies that i am anticipating um there's a superman superman director video Red Sun. It's an adaptation of the Red Sun trade paperback, and um, there's a, a unnamed, as of unnamed, uh, second director video Superman movie coming next year. So that, that's cool. There's two, so I'm looking forward to those quite a bit. I'm gonna move on to TV next. Let's do TV. All right, why don't you go first? Okay, so 
I need to throw a little disclaimer out there. I watch a lot of TV while I'm doing laundry and like folding laundry and things like that. And that tends to be reality shows. So some of those things I threw on the list. I'm if, curious. I, I don't think I know everything. If it's if it's something that like literally has been a garbage show where I have paid no attention and it's been more like noise in the background, I didn't put it on the list. But if it's something I've actually stopped to put down what I was folding to see what was going on on the show it made its way on the list. So this is by no means complete of all the junk that I've watched, but it's it's at least the stuff that I've bothered to, that's that's been enough to capture my attention. We'll go from there. And that's in the reality TV section. I, I kind of separated that out. So, all right, TV. We already mentioned El Camino in the movies, so I'll move that out of the way. Um, so we've got Our Planet, Stranger Things, and I'm not going to mention the seasons, but most of the time it's been whatever the most recent season is, unless it was something I binged. So um, Grace and Frankie, Glow, Orange is the New Black, Fuller House. I put The Ranch because although I wasn't directly watching it, I've been in the living room for probably 90% of the episodes while you were watching it. So I have The Ranch by proxy because I watched it enough, even if I was reading. So The Ranch... So that's most of my Netflix stuff. Um, and then also in Netflix and kind of the reality TV vein is Nailed It. Then, okay, here's my list of reality TV. Um, Chopped, The Great great Food Truck Races, Master Chef Junior, American Idol, Temptation Island, The Masked Singer. Actually, that's not as many. Now that I've read through them, it's not really all that much reality TV. Like, I thought the list was longer, <laughs> but it's really not. Then we've got The Defenders, Mandalorian. I watched the fire documentaries, which could kind of classify in the movie section as well, but I put them in TV. There's two different documentaries on the the, the fire festival, so I watched both of those. The Flash, The Titan Games with The Rock, Beastmaster, American Ninja Warrior, The Hunt for the Zodiac Killer, Amazon Prime's show called All or Nothing, the Discovery Channel special series called Secrets of the Space Shuttle, um, very Brady renovation, and I've ca- caught a couple of episodes each of The Toys That Made Us and Movies That Made Us as well, and that is my list. Okay. Mine was, unlike movies, where it kind of went in order from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. For TV, it doesn't. It bounces all over. So we have Watchmen, Jersey Shore. Oh, Jersey Shore. Temptation yes. Temptation Island, Our Planet, Mandalorian, Orange is the New Black, House of Cards Final Season, Cobra Kai Season 2. Oh, I forgot that one too. Krypton Season 2. Some episodes of The Toys That Made Us and some episodes of The Movies That Made Us. The Ranch Part 7. I did list the uh, the, the, seasons, season. the seasons for Stranger Things. Yep. So Stranger Things Season 3, Stranger Things Season 2, The Defenders, Very Brady Renovation, Titan Games, The Flash, Supergirl. So I did watch The Flash also, but I skipped out on Supergirl this year. This I'm, year. I'm, I'm dropping that show. Yeah, I gotta drop that show. Supergirl is is not is not all that good. Although you did tell me last season was a little bit brighter light than the season prior, and then obviously compared to this season mm-hmm. too. So, mm-hmm. so did you did you write oh, down and the Last Man Standing? I missed that one as well. 
Did you write down any what what TV are you anticipating for this year? Did you write anything down? Um, I just got into watching The Blacklist, which I didn't mention the first time around. It's it's um a six season series, and I'm into season three, so I'm looking forward to continuing on with that. That's not a new show. Um, I'm also looking forward to catching up with Better Call Saul. Well, not really catching up, but getting back into Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. So we we went basically an entire year without any Better Call Saul. And I'm really looking forward to that. That's starting next month. So that will be great. There is a new show that's on called Flirty Dancing. And obviously, if I'm a fan of Dirty Dancing, I'm going to check out Flirty Dancing. I don't have high hopes for it. It's a dance show, which I don't mind watching dance shows. But they're trying to like force chemistry between dancers because they're having to learn to dance and go out on like a first date. Like They're trying to recreate that whole like meet cute while learning to dance scenario it's forced in my opinion we'll see how it goes but i'm gonna watch it and then disney plus should be and i think it's coming out this year they should be having um an animated series about moon girl and devil dinosaur and i'm really looking forward to that whenever it comes out i'm all in on moon girl and devil dinosaur when when like what was the last information that came out about it um I think just uh, when first they announced it, I think since then there's been a press release that it's in that it's an animated series coming in 2020. I mean they they they've listed the creators and stuff like that. That creative team is known. I I can't recall who it is, but I know that they've you know they they are working on it. All right. So for mine, for anticipated for 2020, I have the ranch final season, Cobra Kai season three. Yeah, that's on my list too. Actually, I forgot about that. Stranger Things. Yep. Mandalorian season two, WandaVision. Oh, yes. <laughs> I think it goes without saying that anything I watch this year, I want to see the next season. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's kind of a, a given for me. And then the CW um, crisis crossover, which we're getting close. We just got to finish a couple more episodes of The Flash from the season, and then we can watch and we can watch uh, the crisis crossover. The CW show, the, the CW um, Superman that's coming out next fall. So the the oh, spin off right. the spin off of Supergirl, and then I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna try to watch the last season wasn't great. Was, I want to watch the final season of the uh, X Files. So X Files season eleven, and then and then Better Call Saul. Good stuff. That's a good solid list of TV. So we, before we move on to comic books, I just want to say about Better Call Saul that it's one of the ones I'm really looking forward to because it's been off the air since 2018. Yeah. So, so I said we didn't get any better call Saul in 2019. Yeah. I said that. Like, yeah, but it, I'm not used to going that long without a like a seasons. I know some no. shows like I, I know we weren't Game of Thrones watchers, but I know that Game of Thrones would go take huge breaks. But yeah, really it's unusual for anything we've ever watched. So let's move on to comics. Okay. So, so the comics that I read this year were Doomsday Clock. The and let me just say one thing that I want to say is the um my the pattern here is I I is I really become a comic book reader who likes to let things build or or read the trades or wait until uh you know try to get a graphic the whole story in one i do that too and, and read it and so i like the story better that way and most of the things i'm listening here they were they, that's what they are um i have very few actual titles that i was reading month to month in terms of you know there's only mm-hmm. maybe one on here that i was reading month to month as it was coming out so doomsday clock the 19 19- 82 Phantom Zone miniseries, which is a really, really good story, but I had never, I had never read it. Um, Superman Up in the Sky by the sixth issue, 
Tom King story, Walking Dead Omnibus 8, Money Shot, Heroes in Crisis, The Man and Superman 100-page special written by Mara Wolfman from this year, Superman, Superman Year One, The Turtle City at War storyline, Shredder in Hell, Transformers vs. Ghostbusters, Batman uh, vs. and TMNT, The Turtles 3, Dark Multiverse, Death of Superman, the monthly title, Superman in Action Comics, 12 issues of Unnatural by, um, that was a 12 issues um, by Miko, I forget her last name, but that was a, that was a cool, that was a good story. It took a, went, it went in an interesting direction. Unsacred, Alan Moore's Lost Girls, High Level, Kiss the End, the band Kiss, Shazam, the new the, the new volume Shazam, Ghostbusters Crossing Over, Claws and Joe Christmas, Dear Justice League, Elephant Men, uh, The Pentelian Job, Marvel's Epilogue with Alex Ross, Daredevil Noir, and Daredevil End of Days. Good stuff there. So what is what is your list? And is there anything that I that I read that you're like, ooh, what is that? Or like anything that like you read a like we have No, a- not really. <laughs> I mean our lists when they overlap, they overlap, but if they don't, they don't. Like I'm not interested, I guess. So um I read Daredevil Ongoing comics, so I've read whatever came out in two thousand nineteen for Daredevil Ongoing. Um, I have the Marvel um, Ultimate subscription, so I will say with that, there's so many comics that are available just free. I dabble and read a lot of like random issues here and there, of which I have not tracked or kept here, but Marvel has like pinned reading lists, so um, I had started reading like the the best team-ups, for example. So there's, like, Spider-Man team-ups and Thor and, you know, all kinds of random team-ups. And they're just random issues from multiple different titles. So none of that's on here. But I do like to just play around and pick random stuff. And the one thing they don't have that I wish they did in the app would just be, like, a random issue getter where I'd just be like, pull up a random issue and I will read it, you know, like <laughs> stuff like that. It doesn't always work if it's in the middle of it, in the middle of, like, a big event. But anyway, um, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur – Dr. Aphra, um, all of the available issues of the most recent Star Wars run, which just wrapped up. So there's there's about six issues that I think are just now available on Marvel because it always runs six months behind from the release date. Mm-hmm. So I had to wait until the comics caught up. So um, I have a couple of issues left in that run to read, but I'm really enjoying that. Walking Dead Volume 8. Life is Strange, which if you're a video game player, you would recognize is a video game. But the first season of Life is Strange, the video game, they turned into a comic based on the two lead characters, Max and Chloe. So um, I'm reading that comic, which was initially supposed to only be a, like a four or five issue short miniseries. But it was so well received. It was supposed to be four issues. So well received. They extended it out to a fifth issue. And then now they just made it ongoing. So I think it's up to issue, I want to say 11. It's pretty far along. So I'm really enjoying that. Glow. So I mentioned in the TV series that I was, that I'm watching Glow, the Netflix show. Well, that's also a comic and also a recent graphic novel, which I think I just started reading in January. Like it came out sometime in that time frame. So Glow, um, also in comics, but kind of also graphic novel. It kind of borders. So there's a book called Moonbound, Apollo 11 and the Dream of Space Flight by Jonathan Fetterborn. 
And I read that. It was excellent. So then I went and read his two other books. One's called Trinity, and that's all about the birth of the atomic bomb. And then his first book is called Battle Lines, A Graphic History of the Civil War. That's a a co-authored piece all about the Civil War. So I read both of those. They're graphic novels, so they fall in the comic vein. Let's see, anything else that I've read? I read Fade Out by Ed Brubaker. That's also a graphic novel. That was really good. It's a noir-type book. Started reading a new ongoing title called Sea of Stars, which I think you had started reading as well, right? I I only read issue one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm... I'm through the the first arc on that one. And then Star Wars Adventures, um, volumes three through five, and also Star Wars Adventures, Vader's Castle, I've read. I got into Saga this year. I had never read a single issue of Saga before this year, before like July of this Mm -hmm. year, and then I pounded through all of it. So we have a separate episode on Saga, but I read all of that this year. And I read The Infinity War, and I am I have started Infinity Gauntlet. I haven't quite finished it yet. Infinity Gauntlet's a little more dense than Infinity War, so it's taking me a little longer. i got to be in the mood to read more because there's a lot more text in Infinity Gauntlet. It's still a comic, don't get me wrong, but more text in that. Anything else that I have read? All the TMNT stuff that you mentioned I'm reading as well, so I won't go on and mention that again. And I think that's, yeah, I think that's all the comics that I've, I've been reading. Did you write down anything, like any miniseries that you know is coming, that is coming out this year or that you, or any, anything that you're looking forward to in 2020 in particular? I'm looking forward to Saga coming back and continuing that story. I mean, it, it really left off on a cliffhanger. Yes. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that. I'm enjoying the most recent volume of Daredevil. It's going well and I'm, I'm liking the direction it's in so i really want to read more of that and i'm bummed that moon girl and devil dinosaur is not in print anymore so i guess in the back of my head i'm secretly hoping there's more ed brubaker i don't know of anything of his that's coming out i'm not aware of anything but he tends to publish either a, a short mini series or not ongoing series or a graphic novel maybe once a year or so so i'm hoping he's got something that comes out this year because i've read almost everything that he's done in, in independent so i'm you know i'm curious to see if he publishes anything and then someone absent from this list who has been somebody that i've read quite a bit of is brian michael bendis so he has a powers best ever hardcover that was supposed to come out in december that has now been resolicited for March. So I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that it actually does come out because originally it was solicited for October, yeah, it got then can- December. Yeah, it got it got canceled, resolicited, and then resolicited again. So I guess that one's my biggest. Don't hold your breath, but I'm looking forward to when it comes out. How about so you? I have Superman smashes the clan. That's a trade of they've they've yeah, it's been, been individual three, issues, three individual issues. Batman Curse of the White Knight. It's eight issues and it's currently up to issue five. I'm letting them build up. Mm-hmm. So I'll do um, read that. It's a sequel. It's a follow up to the um, the first Batman White Knight TMNT. So uh, Turtles is getting a new creative team this year. Sophie Campbell. Yeah, over. she's coming on for art and writing. So I have that on here. I'm going to read. I want to read the 2011 Aquaman run by Jeff Johns. Mm-hmm. It's like 20, 25 issues or so. I, th- I want to get through that this year. And then I have Ghostbusters year one on here. And then I have a trade that I got last year. Jimmy Olsen done by Jack Kirby. Yep. Some of the early dark side stuff. 
And I need to get to that too. So one other thing to mention is for Christmas, I got the first trade paperback of Paper Girls. Probably should have been on the 2019 list. I think I started reading it sometime between Christmas and New Year. I'm looking forward to pounding through the rest of that. So I have, I just finished volume two. Volumes three and four are on their way from everybody's favorite <laughs> mail order big box store. I guess they don't really count as a big box store, but you know what I mean. So before we move on to books, I just wanted to say, since you're the Daredevil fan, um, you didn't have very many comments when I said that I read Daredevil End of Days and Daredevil Noir, but I wanted to say that I wasn't that big of a fan of Daredevil Noir. I The story I didn't think was great in the art... I was just, I just wasn't I just wasn't a big fan of it, but I loved End of Days. I thought End of Days was awesome. And I agree with you. End of Days is the stronger of the two. I like noir as a format in general, mm-hmm. and so just because of that, I liked Daredevil Noir just because of it, the setting and and the time period and just the overall um, idea of the story. Although I agree with you, the execution isn't as good as it could be with the concept although there there is spider-man noir and there's a few others out there that i would encourage um people if you're interested in in the noir format um to check out and it's funny because um i i didn't comment on on, on this when you brought it up but you said you haven't been reading that much brian michael bendis and that's because he's been at dc mm-hmm. and i do and so i just want to comment real quick on that because i do not think that his he's doing that good of a job that he's doing that well on, on Superman. Uh, it's, it's, he's, it's fairly divisive um, among Superman fans. And right now the storyline is going on when Clark Kent reveals or when Superman lets the world know that he's Clark Kent and he's basically getting, getting rid of his Clark Kent I- identity. Um, and, and so we'll see how that plays out. But it, the Brian Michael Bendis in DC, I have not been impressed with um, too much at all. I, I haven't been, mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's doing a lot of stuff, but I'm not super impressed. And I hadn't read that much Bendis before he oh, and I had came over to DC. a ton just because he's had some, some well-known long runs for Marvel. He's written some but, big events for Marvel. And then I'm actually a bigger fan of his creator-owned stuff. Yeah, the, the biggest, the most I had read of his was probably like 10, 15 years ago when, um, for um ultimate spider-man i read the first four trades of that so probably like the first mm-hmm. 20 or some issues of ultimate spider-man which was good i yeah, i want to get good. it's it's been uh it's been a goal at some point i want to get back and finish that because i know it's like a um, hundred issues or, or so and then it's over mm-hmm. but i just wanted to bring up that because you mentioned Brian michael bendis and he has not been doing that well i mean to, to the point where i dropped action comics i'm not reading i just wasn't interested in it at all and so i'm only reading superman um, so that's all I have on comic books. Did you have anything else? No, that's all I've got too. So let's move on to books that we read last year and I'll go first cause I have a short list and because sad to say I did not do as much prose reading as I probably should have. And that's another one of my goals for 2020 is to do is to read some more books, fiction or nonfiction. It doesn't matter, but just books. I only read three books last year and they Blame were on me. They were they're all nonfiction though. I mean, I had started. I'll um well I'll t- I'll say the ones that I read and com- like started in 2019 and finished. So, um I have I read um Sex and God: How Religion Distorts Sexuality. Very interesting book um for a topic for a different discussion. 
Packing for Mars by Mary Roach. That book we've had for a while, I think since 2012 or 2013. Yeah, I, I read it a few years ago. So. But you and I are both pretty big into space, so it was a blind spot that I hadn't read it yet, especially since it was in the house. I just had no excuse. So I finally got around to reading Packing for Mars, and it was it was really good. Mary Roach, she always writes things from an interesting perspective. Yeah, I've, I've read all but one of Mary Roach's books. I highly recommend her. I have one left on my list that is more military related and I just haven't picked mm-hmm. it up yet, but I, I love her writing style. And then the last book that I read was the science of interstellar, um, which is a really dense, but in, it was in, almost textbooky from the looks. Of it, it was, the, it was the size of the book, the paperback style. It of was book. written, it was written by Kip Thorne, astrophysicist Kip Thorne. And he was a consultant on the movie, um, interstellar, uh, Christopher Nolan, who we already talked about earlier in this episode for, um, he has Tenet coming out next year, but um, Interstellar, they wanted to make a very scientifically accurate for the science that was known at that time, um, as, as scientifically accurate as they could while still making a really inter- a really interesting science fiction um, story. And so that book was really, really um, dense, but enjoyable. It, it gave me a greater appreciation just for um, gravity and how important gravity is to the universe and how more more than i think i had thought about i mean yeah you know gravity keeps you pulled to the you know held to the earth and things but like just uh a super super um great appreciation for just for gravity i'll leave it at that um so what about you for books for 29 oh actually do you want me to go what why don't you do books and we can talk about what we plan to try to um you know in 2020 and, reading yeah, yeah. anticipated 2020 reading so i mentioned this in comics but i'm gonna mention it in books also and that's moonbound apollo 11 and the dream of space flight it's in the shape of a book even though it's more of a graphic novel but it's just so good well, so, so was there noir that was so in the i'm shape mentioning of a book. it twice well <laughs> this this is smaller than like your comic format but yeah, there are noirs in that, like um, the, the, the smaller format. Well, it's but. good, so I'm mentioning it twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, I I started reading but didn't finish a book called The Time of Our Lives. It's a collection of not stories. I guess it's a collection of 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 articles all about dirty dancing. But it's not like like pop articles. They're they're um, academic articles about various aspects of dirty dancing so there's there's sections on culture on race Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. dirty dancing's impact on the film industry because it it actually sits at a very unique place in the film industry um with the kind of a bubble with smaller vhs um direct-to-video companies trying to venture out and create their own films so anyway i haven't read everything in that book yet i haven't read all the articles but i've started that and it's it's really good so if you enjoyed Dirty Dancing, that was a good one. I read Failure is Not an Option by Gene Krantz. That's a, a space book. Gene Krantz is a mission, was a um, flight director for the Apollo missions. And he, he directed some missions prior to Apollo and after, but a good portion of the book is centered around um, some Gemini and Apollo missions. Really great behind-the-scenes space stuff in that book. He is played by Ed Harris in Apollo 13, for those of you who've seen that movie. I read Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat by Samin Nasrat. It's all about how those three elements come together for good cooking. Marvelocity. Oh, I read Marvelocity. Yeah, you did. I didn't include that. I, well, frankly, I forgot about it, but it's a table. It's a coffee table it book. It is a coffee about, table book. Um, There's still a decent uh, amount of text Alex, in there. Alex Ross coffee table book about his, his, his covering his Marvel work. Mm-hmm. 
So I switched jobs this year and I read a book called The First 90 Days. It's all about um, basically starting starting off on the right foot within the first 90 days, setting goals for your new position. I also read Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. That's a really excellent book for anyone's interested in leadership. I read the illustrated version of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Sorry, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. I'm in the middle of the Chamber of Secrets. I finished Harry Potter You've and the Philosopher's Stone. You've read that before. Stone. Oh, well, not, not I didn't illustrated, read the illustrated, version, illustrated version, so it's still <laughs> brand new. And then I also read a whole handful of short stories by Raymond Chandler. Those are old, old stories, but Raymond Chandler has been widely, um, I don't know, widely accredited as being one of the one of the best mystery writers and mm-hmm. one, one of the best just writers of, of Which is up your prose early. mystery yeah and i mean what i read was okay but i didn't read his like really big ones like you might have heard of the big sleep which is also a movie and I, that one i did not read which i haven't is probably his either. most famous so i need to go back and read some more but i got burned out after reading about 20 short stories <laughs> so i'm gonna um so since oh are, are, is, is is that the last of your list for 2019 I think it is. My notes are a little messy, I'll be honest. Oh, and I started reading The Stand. So I will um, add, because I was I, I only included books that I completely finished. So I did read, um, so of books I did, I like haven't finished yet was, I was reading Harry Potter and Philosophy. Mm-hmm. A good book. I like all those pop, well, not all of them, but when the when the topic is something I am interested in, I, re- I really like the pop culture series of books, uh, you know. Yeah, um, I like Simpsons and Philosophy, for instance, or... How, how, how I Met Your Mother in Philosophy. I really liked the Avengers in Philosophy. Superman in Philosophy. The Harry Potter one is only, I, I gotta say, it's not, I, I mean, of, of, of course, it's it's essay format, sort of like the Dirty, well, exactly yeah, just like, like the, the Dirty, Dirty Dancing. Dancing. Yeah. So, but, and so each each topic can be It's only as good different. as the authors and the topics that they but gather. But so far, I'm about a quarter way through that book, so far, uh, it's not, it's, 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 not one of my favorite of the philosophy books, but it's still I'm I like Harry Potter, and so it was, um, it's it's interesting. So I'll I'll so I, I guess I'll put that in the books that I plan on um, finishing in 2020, and then so moving into what I plan on on, on reading. I mean, there's probably stuff that I'm going to leave off this list, but I have we have a, we have books that we I just accumulated on the shelf that I mm-hmm. plan to read. And yep, I've got books like that. So too. I I want to read. Well, I'm doing a re um. My first time read through also started in 2019. I'm not done of the abridged version of the stand that the original version that came out. Um, I I have read the unabridged version multiple times. Back in middle school was my uh, was my first time reading the unabridged, so the the version that's 1100 pages. But I had gotten I I acquired the abridged version and never read it. Just because I thought, oh, I've read the unabridged. Why would I want to read the yeah um, stuff's been cut out the abridged? But I thought, oh, it's time to just read it and see what's different. And I got and I I have to say that so far, I I it, it's ambitious, but I want to try to reread the unabridged also because the abridged doesn't really feel like it's missing information. And so I know it, I know it is. I know late in the book this is a minor spoiler it's not really there's a hey i haven't finished well i know it's it's not really a spoiler there's a whole character that's in the unabridged that i know is not even in the abridged i just know that so we'll see how the book like my version plays out without this without this character and then um and so i'm reading the unabridged version in parallel and so there there have been some things that we've kind of conversed about 
as we've been reading because we're pretty much at the same point in the book. Yeah, well, which means in, I have to read at a faster pace same, to stay caught up. Yeah, the same point in the story. Right. I'm just reading the book a little bit slower than you, and so yeah, there's like 400 pages um, uh, difference between the abridged and the under, which, which is crazy. 400 pages is its own like yeah decent size. I mean, it's not a huge novel, but 400 pages is its own good size novel, and that's what was cut out of the stand. I've gotten pretty good at pointing out passages or figuring out passages that that have been removed you just kind of tell sometimes now that we've we've found some that have been missing and so as i'm reading i'm like oh i wonder if that's missing yeah but i mean i'm not always correct like passages are one thing but i mean like it's like pages and pages and pages and pages that are yeah um out but the the abridged is pretty good like i'm i'm enjoying and so i'm like but i've and i've i've read the unabridged multiple times and so but on this, and, but it's been a while. The last time I read the Unabridged was probably two thousand. Well, I think it was two thousand five. So it's been mm-hmm. fifteen years since I even have read the Unabridged, and so it's kind of like reading it again. Although I know where this, I know the story beats and things, but like the the minutia. Um, well, gosh, you, if you want the minutia, you got to read the Unabridged. You forget, you forget the minutia as um, as as things go on, and so right. I don't really feel like I'm missing anything. So that's what's that's what's fascinating is because I'm missing tons. I mean, four hundred by the time the book's over, four hundred pages is a ton. But it's just extra detail. Well, not it's not always. It's just not extra, fundamentally changing the ending of the story, though. It's not just extra extra detail in, in certain instances, but um, anything else in 2020 that you're looking forward to? Uh, probably. I have we have a we have a shelf of books and so we'll see what i actually what what i I decided to turn my attention to so you 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 can go ahead for so i'm i want to finish the stand so i'm I'm not even halfway through it's it's divided into three books and i'm somewhere in the middle of book two so i'm definitely looking forward to finishing that also on the shelf we have the mercury 13 which is about 13 women who participated in the mercury project who helped move that space project forward there's a theme here. I, I like space books, so I want to read that one. Then I have another Stephen King book that I bought because the premise, it's his most recent Stephen King book. It's called The Institution. And when is I saw it the institution it, or is it The Institute? I wrote Institution on my on my notes, but it could be The Institute. But when I when I read the premise, it just immediately drew me in, and I was in the process of, of reading The Stand already, so I knew that it was going to be a while before I got to it, but I'm definitely looking forward to that. He has another book called The Outsider, which continues on with the story of one of the characters from a trilogy, from the Mr. Mercedes trilogy. And I've never seen that show, but I really liked the Mr. Mercedes books. And so I also would like to read The Outsider. Well, you didn't mention Mr. Mercedes in the 2020 anticipated uh, TV shows. Yeah, I, I I do want to watch season. It's up to season three now, but it is called the it is called the Institute. Okay, I was wrong. Well, I'm glad you looked it up. And I want to continue reading more of the illustrated works of Harry Potter. I'm enjoying the reread of Harry Potter. I'm reading it with our son, mm-hmm. so he's getting to enjoy it as well alongside me. Plus, then there's the illustrated version. So I I like seeing the illustrations because it's good to see an interpretation of the text that's different from the movies. I've seen the movies so many times that you kind of get those characters stuck in your head. Like you get those images ingrained of this is what Hermione looks like. This is what Harry looks like. This is what Ron looks like. This is what Quidditch looks like. And then when you read the book and you see these other illustrations alongside it, then you see other interpretations of the same words. And I like that because it helps me to be more in the world and less, thinking about the commercial movie aspect of it, which I like. 
All right. Is, is that all you have for 2020? Yeah. I mean, I hope to read more books than what I listed, but th- those are the ones that are on my radar. All right. So I'll go through uh, my I'll go through my video games that I played in 2019 and because it's a shorter list than yours. Um, 2019 last I, I video games haven't been speaking to me as much during my during my free time uh, over the last, I don't know, probably a year and a half or so. So of what I played last year, I played Super Mario Maker 2. Oh, I'm just putting what I, I think I played and finished on here. Like, just games I dabbled in. I'm not, I, I mm-hmm. don't have on this list. But I played and finished Super Mario Maker 2. Although, just the story mode. Like, I mean, there's tons of stuff I didn't do. I, I never actually even created a level in there. But I'm, I'm ne- not, neither did I. I'm not super, I'm not the creative type. I, in terms of um, level design and building a level, did that a little bit with Mario Maker One, and maybe I'll still do it on Mario Maker Two. But the story mode in Mario Maker Two was was really fun. And then I uh, played um, Astrobot Rescue Mission, the PlayStation VR game, which was amazing. That game, that game is, it's shocking to me how underrated it is because it wasn't on. Um, like for me, it's I would probably list it in my top like games of all time if I like made a, if, if I made a list, I would imagine I have to I would have to make that list and mm-hmm. then see where it fell. But I would think that that game is at it's least fun. It's is, really fun, and and it's it's innovative in the way that you're playing a 3D platform. It's basically Mario, but in VR. But it wasn't on any. Um, it, it like didn't sell very well. Like uh, I was listening to another podcast that was going through the um, the the best podcasts or the best um, PlayStation, um, the best selling PlayStation games of night of, of last year. And uh, Astrobot VR or Astrobot rescue mission wasn't even in, in like the top 10 or 15 VR games sold last year, which I like could not believe. I was like, this game is woefully like under, under talked about and, and uh, undersold. Like it's, well, it did win best VR game of the year at the game awards last year. So, well, yeah, to its credit. I mean, that's, but how big... much is it selling? Nobody's playing it. It like, if you look at, um, while I'm talking, if you look up like best selling PlayStation VR games in 2019, it's not even, it doesn't even like rank on that list, at, at least in the, um, the, the podcast I was listening to one of the bigger PlayStation podcasts. So I, I played Astrobot. I played Mario Kart DS, which is an old game, older game. So we have a Nintendo 3DS and Mario Kart. I I always like to play all of the Mario Karts, but we didn't. I didn't have a Nintendo DS or a 3DS for a long time, and we've got one. I don't know. It's been a while now, still probably three or four years ago. But we didn't. Uh, nin- the DS, the original DS, came out a while ago, and the 3DS plays DS games. So yeah. I. Did, so I decided to go back and play that. I think that game came out in 2006 or 7. So, but it was new for me. The graphics weren't great, obviously. Well, yeah, but, I mean, that's what... But that game was fun. And then I also wanted to throw Pac-Man on here. We got, for Christmas, I bought for the household, because I know everybody in the household would enjoy it, one of the one-up arcade cabinets, uh, Pac-Man, where it's like a sort of a mini arcade. It's like a, a two-thirds, maybe, or half-size arcade cabinet. And so that was that's fun. I still have the high record currently. You, you still, do. I need to come back and it has, so you beat me, and I haven't played since then. It so. has Pac Man and Pac Man Plus. Were you looking up the best um, selling PlayStation VR games in twenty nineteen? I was, and so I I looked up best selling, but I got a bunch of best game best PlayStation games lists, and mm-hmm. all of them had had Astrobot on it. Not for selling, but as like must play games. Astrobot was was on all of the well, lists. Well, that was those so were like it must be the best game that you're just not playing. Yeah, know? that was by it's, critics. All right, I'll go through my video games list. So unlike you, I have been playing video games throughout the year. 
I have to make time and balance that with reading, but I have been playing. So I'll start with the games that I started and completed. Doesn't necessarily mean I got like a platinum trophy, but it means I, I finished the actual game. So we've got Knights and Bikes, Arkham VR, Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2, Life is Strange Before the Storm, Astrobot Rescue Mission, Super Mario Maker 2, Luigi's Haunted Mansion 3, Mutant Blobs Attack. That's an old, old game, but I played it on, on my Vita. Guacamelee 2. It can't be that old if it's on the Vita. Yeah, but I think it was a PSP port. I mean, oh. it's, it's been out for a while. Okay, the graphics are not great, but I enjoyed it anyway. And Guacamelee 2. So those are all games I finished. I started playing Mario RPG on our NES Classic. I didn't get very far into it. Eh, I don't think it's for me. How much did you play? Like two hours. Not real far. And then Pac-Man as well. Like you, you mentioned, we've been playing Pac-Man, trying to beat each other's scores. I have started Celeste because it's been critically acclaimed. I don't know if I'm... I, I haven't been pulled into it. Like, I've heard lots and lots of of video game critics whose opinions that I tend to align with say how good that game is. So I've wanted to give it a try. I don't think I've given it enough time yet to to be pulled in. I want to give it more time, and then we'll see where it goes. And I started um, the last Tomb Raider game in 2019, but I've really mostly been playing that in 2020. And that's my list. Do you want to talk about any of the... Oh, I'm like- sorry. In Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order, I've been playing that on the Switch. And I rage quit it for a while because it was an- annoying me in one of the boss battles. But I have since calmed and I'm, I'm ready to go back. So you, the games that you played and completed, mm-hmm. um, you didn't speak about too many. Like um, You just went through the list. Is there anything you want to talk about that you, hi- like you wanted to highlight? Like that you really liked? That you were disappointed in or that were like middling and or so arkham vr has been out for a long time and i just had batman arkham batman arkham okay VR. i was confused yeah. i was like which game is that batman but... arkham vr it's okay. been out for a long time i hadn't gotten around to it and then one weekend afternoon you were like just play it and i'm really happy i did i enjoyed being batman and putting on the cowl and and solving a detective case so that was that was fun and lego marvel superheroes 2 that's another lego game I've played a lot of Lego games. I haven't played all of them, but every time I play a Lego game, they change something. Like they change the systems or they change the menus or they, they, they're constantly tweaking it and it's not always for the better. And it really shows that the developer has different teams working on different games because they're constantly coming out with new Lego games. So I'm sure it's different teams on different ones. This one just did not hit the mark for me. I didn't like the format. I was disappointed because every level had a boss battle at the end. And there was like 30 levels, so mm-hmm. I really got tired of boss battles. Every single one had a massive villain at the end that you had to beat, and it just it felt super repetitive. I wasn't a fan of, of the way the world was set up. Um, it was a huge world, which most of the time is nice, but I just this is the first Lego game I've played that I didn't platinum because <laughs> I, I just was not pulled into it. Were you playing on playing the, um, the Star Wars one that's coming out later this year? Yeah, yeah, I will. I'm sure it's going to be fun. Yeah. At least I hope so. But if it's if it's built by the same team that just built Lego Marvel Superheroes do, well, I don't know. Then do you know who knows? Do, like, well, do you know? Like it's by Telltale Games, but I mean, do, are you steeped enough into the Telltale Games to know like that they have multiple teams in Telltale Games, and you know like, I have, which team? I don't know how they're set up. I don't know which teams work on which games. But the games that I've played have been so different and i've played some games where they've had more than one release in a year so they had to have been different teams working on them that i mean i'm just assuming that that's how they're structured so we'll we'll see i'm hoping it's better Mm -hmm. than lego marvel superheroes 2 because i i was disappointed with that 
really enjoying Tomb Raider. I enjoyed one, two, and three, and each each one has gotten better than the last in terms of gameplay, the maps, the setup, the the leveling up, the skill trees, and I guess the other one that is worth um, noting is Guacamole Two. It's just a fun game. It's colorful. It's bright. It's it's a platformer with um, some dungeon crawling elements. And I don't I just, know. People always use the term dun- dungeon crawling. I don't even know what that term even means. Yeah, and I'm I'm hoping I'm actually using the right terminology for this. But basically, there are there are um, parts of the world that you can't get to right away. Like okay. you might go to a part of the map and you can get to half of it, but the rest of it is locked behind a purple door and you can't open purple doors okay. yet. And then later on you can open purple doors and okay. then you have to, I, okay. then you have to go back. Yeah, that's a common mechanic in video games. I just didn't know what it was. And I hear, you know, on various podcasts and things, people talk about dungeon or um, dungeon crawling. I don't know. I just didn't know what that meant. So it's, it's funny you brought up Celeste and the um, critics saying that it was really a good game. and made you want to play it because it made me think I, when when you mentioned that, I realized that I don't actually don't listen. And you're like, oh, it's well reviewed by critics that I mm-hmm. that I trust. And it's funny because I actually don't have. I need to like I listen to um uh one video game podcast in particular, uh, um, Sacred Symbols, the, P- the PlayStation podcast by Colin Moriarty. Mm-hmm. But what's funny is I don't actually align with his video game taste at all. I just like him as a personality, and so I like hearing him talk about video games, and he goes through the news and things, but his own personal taste I'm not crazy about, and his co-host, yeah. his taste I'm also not crazy about, so I actually... It's d- funny that you listen to a podcast done by people whose game taste that you don't... Well, but they do the news and things, too, like they, which I don't need to know their taste for the news. I just need the news. Like I just want to know the news or get some opinions about the news, but in terms of actual video game tastes, I don't align with... So I actually don't really even... I, I, sh- I should probably search for something that like aligns, but I actually can't point to any person that I yeah. know that with uh, like, so who, of the podcast you listen to, who do you like, whose taste aligns closely with yours? It varies. Um, I listen to kind of funny and Greg Miller and I tend to have similar taste, although not always on mm-hmm. everything. I also listen to what's good games and, I tend to align with Andrea Renee on okay. her games, but they then all three of them, um, Christine Steimer and um, Blonde Nerd, that's her, that's her hashtag on Twitter, I can't think of her name, Brittany Brombacher, um, they all have very different tastes, but they also tend to like some of the more poppy, lighthearted, I mean, they like their their other genres too, their RPGs and stuff, but they all tend to align on poppy, lighthearted games. And so if all three of them find a game that they like, mm-hmm. chances are I'm going to like it too. If okay. it's if it's divisive where one out of the three likes it, if it's Andrea Renee, I usually like think I'll like it. If it's the other two, it could be hit or miss. Probably the closest to my taste is actually probably on the DLC podcast with Jeff Kanata and Christian mm-hmm. Spicer. Probably the closest is Christian Spicer, but he's – of of that podcast and um, Sacred Symbols, he's probably my least person, like my least favorite personality to hear him talk. Yeah. But he's probably the closest in terms of lining up with things that I like. So actually, um, yeah, Christian Spicer um, on on the DLC podcast is probably mm-hmm. close. If, if he likes a game, then I typically will feel like I like it. And he plays a lot, a lot of Nintendo too, and he really likes yeah the the a lot of n- n- Nintendo games and things and third person action. But yeah, probably it's funny. He's probably my least favorite of the hosts that I listen to, and but he probably his taste he plays his the taste games aligns. Like. Cl- and I actually don't even listen to that podcast um all the time, but 
Um, oh, and by the way, I mentioned Dungeon Crawler, which really is like having this this labyrinth of a map. But yeah, Met- you might, yeah. Met- Metroidvania is the other common term, and that's really when you've got an interconnected world with doors that are locked that you have to unlock. That's I think actually Metroidvania is a it's somewhere in between there and a dungeon crawlers is a better way to describe guacamole by the way it's, it's, it's funny because people still use that term but i've heard multiple times like a lot of people which i've actually never played castlevania or metroid so when people say metroidvania i actually still don't entirely like i haven't played either of those games but what's funny is metroid and castlevania in terms of their gameplay are apparently very similar not in the, like one's like about dracula's castle and one is a sci-fi adventure but like mm-hmm. people could just say it's it's a much like instead of saying like it's it's funny because they like combine these games but like either one individually like gets it across like you could say it's a castlevania style game or yeah, it's or a, a metroid Met- game or, yeah. or a metroid style game it's just funny because it's both those, th- those two are both but those are two games that i have no interest in playing probably because that that, that mechanic so I, so I guess a dungeon crawling game usually isn't for me. Like I know the concept and terms, but I'm actually probably not, I'm actually not big on those types of games where you have to backtrack and those yep. types of things. Well, those and, and often there's puzzles me. that you have to figure yeah. out along the way, or you have to remember which part of the map that you were yeah, in to puzzle, find certain things. If a puzzle gets more complicated than an uncharted puzzle, then I'm, then, then I'm out. I'm out. I just go look it up because I, the puzzles aren't for me. Backtracking is not for me. Like I did like straightforward mm-hmm. games, um, that's kind of probably why I really Straightforward like forward linear game. That's probably why I really like the um, third person third person um, action adventure games like Uncharted and um, God of Wars and, and things. So did did you have any more for twenty eighteen? Those are all the games I played, other than one mobile game that I got into this year, which is which was Weird with Words with Friends. I thought you were playing that in twenty. Really, you got into that this year? I did. Yeah. Oh, I I, I would have thought you were into it before that. Nope. So. I'll just go through quickly my anticipated for 2020 is um, we've, we've had two of these games for a while and I've played a number of hours on them, but I need, I need to go back to them. But I want to get back to, to Detroit Become Human, the newest God of War, which I wasn't crazy about. It's, it's, it's definitely my least favorite of the God of War games that have been released, but I need to get further into it. I probably got five or six hours. Actually, probably like seven or eight hours. No, probably five or six. Probably five or six. Well, I think I got a little under a third of the way in it. Well, it's supposed to be like 30 hours long. So I probably was about 10 hours in or so, but I wasn't going fast, but it was not grabbing me like the, the other God of War games, but I do want to finish that. I mostly to find out the story. I actually like the God of War and I like the gameplay style. Um, well, and it's, again, it's another one of those games that was like highly, highly well received by people that we listen to about video games. Well, I think by so. every, like I, I mean, I'm sure it's out there. Like, there's there's people with every opinion, but like that, I think like that video game, God of War, almost got universal praise. I think it was like it, not just by who we listened to. I think it was like almost universal in one of the like um, sort of the mm-hmm. similar to the recent Red Dead Redemption Two, which is not on my list. I'm don't anticipate. I don't plan on playing that. But God of War, planning getting back to. I'm really looking forward to The Last of Us Two. Like that's a day one. Like play that like right away game. Um, Spider-Man maybe the Insomniac game. That's mm-hmm. a maybe if which means probably not because I I haven't been in the biggest video game mood, but it kind of reminds me of Infamous and its gameplay in the look of it. Um I would rather have an, a new Infamous game than than a, than Spider-Man, but Spider-Man maybe there's a rumor that there's a new Arkham uh new Batman Arkham video game if that gets if that's true and it gets released, I'll probably play that. I've played the other five or four 
I just recently bought Ukulele and the Impossible Layer on a Nintendo Switch, which is it. All the trailers make it look just like a Donkey Kong. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it does. It Donkey looks Kong, like a Donkey Kong. Donkey, Donkey Kong, Kong knockoff. Country game. Yeah, it does. Um, and so which I, the original ukulele we bought and I played for I played it for maybe an hour and a half and I did not like it at all. It didn't it didn't grab me watching you play it. I yeah, th- I just didn't like the 3D nature of it. I thought it was poorly done. What so, like what about what 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 about it was probably I, done? Just the the way the camera was. I didn't like the graphics. I didn't like the characters. I I didn't like any of it. <laughs> I just, didn't like I the just game. did not like it. And then I want to get back to Cuphead. Um, I played. I could have put Cuphead on the game I played last year, but I didn't just because I played maybe two or three hours of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I only st- I probably only got through maybe ten percent of the game, if that. It's a. It's hard. It's a. It's supposed to be a. It's well, that's supposed to be. I, that's why like I. It's a super hard game, but the art style is awesome. Like it just no other video game looks like that. It's like you are playing a nineteen thirties cartoon. Like the. It's I an, believe it was hand drawn. So. I, I, I mean, you, you got to have computers in there somehow. Like, well, uh, yeah, they can't. But the the game was really fun. It's just super hard. And so it t- kind of turned me off on its hardness level. Like, I wish it was just a little bit. I mean, but that's what it's, it's supposed to be super hard. But it's it's such it's probably the most creative game that I played of last year and the most visually mm-hmm. stunning game of last year. But the difficulty on it was just too high. But I want to play it. I want to keep going. I guess to torture myself just to get through. The, like I want to experience and see. Like, I mean, the you different... like Meathead? Is that what it's called? No. Super Meat Boy. <laughs> Meathead. Super Meat Boy is. What oh, I those meant. are. Yeah, but they're not the same though. <laughs> no, they're different. But Super Meat Boy is also brutally hard or challenging. Oh, I well, I actually disagree with that. Okay. Well, there's like a underworld. Like you beat all the levels and then you can go back and play them again on a harder, mm-hmm. which I didn't do. So I, I got through the game. I beat the end boss and. And Super, gotcha. Me- and Super Meat Boy, but I w- I am misremembering things. I That's do okay. not think that Super Meat Boy is a there's a, there's it, difficult portions of it, but it's not any harder than maybe like I don't know like a World Eight of a Super Mario World mm-hmm. or um it's not it's, it's it's not too crazy. It gets a little bit more difficult towards the end of that game, but there's supposed to be a sequel coming out, Super Meat Boy, like a uh, uh, like a a runner style game, which is annoying because I, I wish they would just would have made another one just like they made before, but they're supposed to be like an, en- an endless runner mm-hmm. super meat boy that was announced. And it's, hopefully it comes out this year. Cause I haven't heard anything about that in a while. I haven't either, but I think, I think it's Menary, um, um yeah. indie game, the movie about when super meat boy was being released on, um, Xbox live. And we, I didn't play it until it came to PlayStation, but what about you? All right, so Spider-Man is also on my list. <laughs> so this just shows how far behind we are because we're we're running about a year behind because God of War came out in, what, March? 2017. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a while. I mean, we're 2018. Like, God of War is over, is over is I think, just about two years old. Yeah, so we've had it for a while. So that's God of War is on my list to, to finally finish along with Detroit Become Human. I have Pokemon Sword. So I just got that around Christmas time. I'm looking forward to playing that and finishing Tomb Raider. Um, for new games this year, Marvel's Avengers, which was just recently delayed. It should still be coming out. It's a Square Enix game. And the first pass, first couple of looks at it, to me, didn't look all that great. But with the delay and more time for polish, I'm still holding out high hopes that how that's going to be good. How, 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 how many trailers has there been? I've only seen, you, you said the first couple of looks. I've, I only saw the one trailer that, I, the first trailer that they released 
um, last year, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, there's like that trailer and then just looking at character designs and stuff. Okay, that's... yeah, the game didn't look good to me. But that was a while ago, too, so... You know, hopefully that'll that'll be a good one. That I also have as a, a question mark, I think I'm going to play Psychonauts 2. I didn't play the original, but it's a third-person platformer that looks like it's a lot of fun. And so um, when that comes out, I might check What's that it out. What's it on? It'll be on PS4. And I think it's on Xbox, Box, and Switch too. I'm actually not quite sure about that. Well, either I mean, as as long as it, I mean, the only the, the only games we can't play are Xbox-exclusive games just because we have the PlayStation four and nintendo switch so we can play any of those games yeah it's it's on all the platforms it's actually not on switch but it is ps4 xbox one and pc as well and then i've never even heard of like what's the gameplay style or i it's a third person platformer okay like uh ukulele and super mario and yeah yeah like except the okay. player has like these side powers that you have like telekinesis pyrokinesis and and levitation anyway so i'm looking forward to that and then two years ago there was a game called Jenny LeClue, which came out for Apple and it came out for PC. It was supposed to come out for PS4, and it's like this indie game where you're this, um, you're like a little detective going around trying to solve a case. And I just fell in love with the art style and the story. And it was supposed to come out for Switch and PS4 at the end of 2019, but it hasn't yet. So I'm hoping that comes out soon because I really would like to play that game. And it's not even it's not an Android. It's it's on nothing that I can play it on, unfortunately. So what is it? What's it on? It's on um, PC and Apple. Like oh, okay. The Apple, the iStore. <laughs> so nothing for me. So that's everything I'm looking forward to playing. Lots of games, and many of the games that I listed are um, short games, which is good because I'm gonna sink a lot of hours into Pokemon. I'm gonna sink a lot of hours into Tomb Raider. And then I'm hoping Marvel's Avengers, I'm guessing that's probably a 10 to 15 hour game. I'm guessing Psychonauts is not super long as well. So then that should hopefully leave some time for God of War and or Detroit become human. All right. That's so you want to move on to music? Yeah, let's do the music. All right. You go first. Okay. I bought more albums this year than I thought that I did when we said we were going to talk about music. I mean, it's still not a ton, but I'll just run through what I bought. Um, just with the caveat that I went through a musical phase and I bought many of these albums all at the same time. And when I say musical, I mean like musical movies, like, Although don't like go, music holes. And I, and I know you bought and listened to some stuff that I, that I don't know, but go through, um, if there's things that you bought that's on the list, but you haven't listened to yet, like, um, d- uh, d- distinguish that from like what you bought and have I've listened, listened to, to everything I've bought. Oh, okay. So, um, so Christmas time I bought, I bought Michael Bublé's Christmas album. I rebought the original NSYNC album, which I haven't listened to in years, but I was feeling 90s pop music. I bought the soundtrack to High School Musical, Grease, Mamma Mia, and Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. That's the sequel. Katy Perry had some singles that came out this year, Small Talk, Never Really Over, and Harley's in Hawaii. So I got all three of those tracks. I bought Taylor Swift's album called Lover. I bought Scattered Smothered Covered by Hootie and the Blowfish, which is a rebuy of an album that I've already had and could not find. So I don't know if that counts. It's just interesting. You're like, you're, you're distinguishing between like I bought and I listened to. Well, I've bought all of these. I had to, I, I, I bought all of but, them. But for, you've listened to them, right? Cause you, yes, I oh, bought okay. and listened. I'm just, double checking. I'm just saying bought, but I've listened to it as well. Okay. So I, I've done both. And 
I got the soundtrack for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I talked about in our Martin Scorsese mm-hmm. um, that episode. Mary, um, Maddie Poppy was last year's American Idol winner. Her album came out, so I bought like two years ago, right? Or two years ago, yeah. So her album called Whirlwind, Whirlwind, yeah, two years ago, not last year. So it would have been twenty eighteen's American mm-hmm. Idol winner. Her album came out in twenty nineteen, so I bought her album. It's called Whirlwind. It's very good. I was disappointed because American Idol didn't help her advertise for her album at all, which was coming out within like a week of the finale in twenty nineteen, and they didn't have her on the show. They didn't help. They didn't have her sing any of her songs from it. I mean, it, it was just. That led to my decision not to watch American Idol anymore because but just, they didn't support their own idol. You told me like a couple of weeks ago that you're like, I'm, I'm going to end up watching it. Yeah, but then now <laughs> that I think about this, it reminds me of how horrible they treated this artist. I get and- is I mean, I you mentioned that they did bring him back because like to me, I'm like, well, their last year's like their old news. Like, why do they have to be like? But you said that like to that it was tradition to yeah. bring them back, which I didn't know that because at first I was like, every previous American that, Idol has okay, been on the and, and I didn't know that. Show. Yep. So I wonder why they didn't support her. Who knows? Was her album good? I enjoyed it, yeah. I mean, it, it was her music style. So if you liked her singing and, and her original music that she played on American Idol, then you would like her album. She's kind of poppy folky music. And then I bought um, Justin Timberlake's album, Man of the Woods, Jason Derulo, Platinum Hits, and the soundtrack to A Star is Born. Nice. So you what are you looking forward to anything this year? I haven't really, I don't know of any artists that are coming out with music. I'm hoping that Katy Perry has more singles because every single she released this year, I really, really enjoyed. I think the music she released this year was much better than most of the music that she had on her latest album, The Witness, which came out in 2017. So I'm hoping whatever whatever creative bug has, has nipped her and the, the sounds that she's coming out, that's what I would look forward to is more music from her this year. Okay. So for me, mine is actually mostly soundtracks also, but not to, not to musicals. So, um, I have on here Watchmen volumes one, two, and three, which was done by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. And the music's really good. It's, what you would expect from Nine Inch, or from the people behind Nine Inch Nails doing the music. Although I will say that it's probably the best uh, soundtrack work that they've done since the Social Network. Social Network's so good. Because I think, and one thing that it does is it works really well on its own. Social Network, I think, works really well on its own, listening mm-hmm. to it and enjoying it, which is what, what I like to do. I mean, the Social Network is a really good movie, and but the Watchmen music works really well on its own. I, I don't think a lot of their soundtrack work prior to now some of it's been a lot of it's been decent and i still will put it on and, and listen to it at work or, or whatever mm-hmm. but, it, but it's it, background music it really is background music and it's a lot of drones and things but the watchman is has that driving nine inch nails style of of excitement that wasn't that's been missing from a lot of their soundtrack work and another uh, one of the cool things i would t- touch upon briefly is that all three volumes though well the entire so so atypical from other um, TV shows anyways if a TV show gets a soundtrack they put this soundtrack out in um, three volumes of music about an hour and a half uh, total but it was um, split up amongst um, three volumes versus uh, usually like a TV show for like a single season we just get one release sometimes it might be a double disc if it's extra long but each of the um, for for those of us hardcore collectors if you bought the uh, the 
the volumes on vinyl, the vinyl, the digital is, has its own track listing that's relevant to the TV show that all the track names are related to what's going on in a, in this show, just like any soundtrack you'd expect mm-hmm. to, to, to relate like the song names or relate back to the show. But the vinyl, they did this really cool thing where it is very meta where, um, for volume one, they made it seem like it was, uh, put out by this fictional band within the Watchmen universe. And it was like a, uh, a re-release of this album um, by this fictional band, Sons of Pale Horse. They have uh, in the Watchmen TV show for the, anybody who's watched it, or if you haven't, this isn't really a spoiler, but there's a TV show within the TV show called America that characters on the show watch called American hero story. It's sort of a take on the American horror story and American crime story that we have. And so this is American hero story. And, the second volume was put out out as a soundtrack to that TV show. Now the music is not really a soundtrack to that TV show. It's right. The but music that's what is, it looks like. Yeah. The, the, the packaging looks like that. And then the third volume is a lost quote unquote, like the nine inch nails exist within the Watchmen universe. And this was put out and it was put out as a lost nine inch nails album. So that was that was cool. That one very actually, much a treat for the fans of the of the three records. That's one where you actually would stum- could stumble upon that stumble upon that in a record store because it actually does say Nine Inch Nails. It, the only difference is that in the Watchmen universe they're called the Nine Inch Nails and not mm. Nine Inch Nails, which they also did that when they had a guest appearance on Twin Peaks. Um, they were called, but so the record says the Nine Inch Nails on it. But so that that's cool. That reminds me, all that vinyl talk. I in my section I forgot to mention that I bought my first vinyl. I got Hootie and the Blowfish's new album called Imperfect Circle. You did that was on my that was on my list. I was gonna I was, I, I secretly thought in my head oh she she I missed she that. forgot yeah. one and I'm gonna go through it. yeah because I really like so we listened to um we we saw uh um Hootie in concert this year yeah with uh, Bare Naked Ladies excellent show yeah Bare Naked really, Ladies really was better time. than I thought but the uh, and you're the big Hootie fan I and am. and so I listened to a lot of the music th- through you and so we listened to more hootie music this year than i had in a while but of what we listened to this year we listened to some older stuff and newer stuff the new the new album is i think really good yeah Um, i was on the fence when i first listened to it but that was in my car it was digitally it wasn't the best listening experience or environment i should say but then once we put the vinyl on and i could really crank it up because there was a delay between when i got the digital version and when the vinyl finally shipped i think Mm -hmm. it was about three weeks time between when it was released and when I actually got the vinyl in the mail and in that time all I had was the digital version I wasn't sure about it but then when I heard the vinyl I was like yep this is a great album yeah it's it's really good better than I would have thought because I'm not really into Hootie I listen to it through you and I enjoy the music but this music I've listened to this one at work on my own oh you're converting I am I am I really like it so quickly I, I also listened to or I bought and listened to the Waves soundtrack for the movie Waves that came out last year that Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross did the music for. I also bought the abridged and the um, and listened to the unabridged version of the Bird Box soundtrack. So in the Netflix TV movie or Netflix movie that was kind of big last December, Bird mm-hmm. Box, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross did the music, and in January they put out an abridged version of the soundtrack, saying later this year more like um expanded release would come 
And so then in October, maybe November, they released it with an hour more music. And it's and, and it's it's not bad. It falls into that category I was saying earlier where I don't, think it, music. I don't think it works great on its own, but I listen to it and, and I enjoy I, I enjoy all music created by Trent Reznor to one degree or another. Um I got more into I've been into them for a while, but I got even more into and took another deep dive into Angels and Airwaves and listen. I like their music. Listen to, I like to say that they're the, in my head. I, they're kind of the, in my head, the flip side to Nine Inch Nails, where they're, Nine Inch Nails is more dark and, and, and broody, and, and um, Angels and Airwaves is, is more poppy and happy, but they're still mm-hmm. kind of rely on, on electronic sounds, and those, that's, that's kind of music that I dig. And so, you dig it. I listen to, all of their old stuff, but I also listened to. I they they had a entire album that from from twenty fourteen that I hadn't even listened to, so I listened to that. It's it's pretty good. Nine Inch Nails connection. The drummer for Angels and Airwaves, the official drummer is the touring drummer for Nine Inch Nails. So there's so the they're whole, connected. So there's a connection there, which it just got announced that Nine Inch Nails is being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this Very year. Very cool. And apparent and there's like talk online like who's going to be the drummer because. Trent's already said that they're going to play at the Hall of Fame. Like the usually the inductees play a five song set or something. Yeah. And Trent's already said they're going to play, but Elon Rubin who is going to be on tour with. Um, I don't even think it's a, he also plays in a, like a smaller band, mm-hmm. also not Angels and Airways. But either way, he's not going to be touring, so he's not going to be available. So then it's just like who's who's going to be the drummer for for the Nine Inch Nails Hall of Fame uh, performance? So. Oh. They'll figure it out because somebody's the drummer for recording as well. So they'll figure it out. And then, well, yeah, I'm not sure. Sometimes Trent does the drums, but uh, for yeah. the recording, but not for live. I don't. Well, yeah, it's a whole thing with with who 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 does the music. But so I have on here, um, the Hootie you already mentioned. The I had never listened to it before, but the 2006 Superman Returns video game which I didn't play has an official soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And I listened to the soundtrack this year though. Soundtrack is really good. Huh. So the Aquaman soundtrack, <coughs> I listened to the, this, this band, this kind of metal band that I like called uh, Cyclone nine. They had a remix album of an album that came out in 2018. They had a remix, the Apollo 11 soundtrack. We already talked about Apollo 11. Yeah, that that um, Apollo 11 soundtrack is awesome. It sounds very much like if you would have told me that Chet Reznor and Atticus Ross did that soundtrack, I would have believed you because it has it sounds like them kind of. But uh, so the Apollo 11 soundtrack. I'm going to mention this, even though I've listened to it a million times, a new version of the Superman, the movie soundtrack was released last year. Apparently they found um the master tapes Mm -hmm. and they redid that you were debating about whether or not you wanted to purchase it because you're like i already have a million versions of this but it was i do it's the master it's the masters because like every other release that's ever been released all the way back to the 1978 um vinyl uh was like a couple generations old in the recording process this was um the this was based on the first generation recording so Although to be fair, I bought it because of that. But to my ears, I maybe I just can't pick it up. Like it, it doesn't sound that much different. I the quality sounds good, but CDs in general and digital music sounds good these days. Well, but, it's also dependent on the quality of the player that you're playing it and the speakers true. that you have and all that too. But there was a lost recording, or not a lost, but a, 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 a unused cue that it had for a Fortress of Solitude section that wasn't even in the movie that that John Williams scored. 
And so it's that's interesting because it's like a lost piece of music that yeah. was um, so that that was worth it. Um, and then also the soundtrack to the 1990s uh, Teenage, Mutant, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, we we bought that's that. That's right. I remember listening we, to that. Yeah, we bought the that. The album was cool. We bought that on vinyl. And I actually just a couple weeks ago converted that to digital. That way I can listen to it on the go because otherwise it was trapped on. You don't be able to listen to it on the record mm-hmm. player. They had four different versions and I believe we got the Donatello. No, yeah. they had six different versions because there's one for each turtle and a splinter and an April. Yeah, it was a double. It was a double vinyl set. So it and there came might have with, been a shredder too. It was a well. They're yeah. paired. That's it right. was a double vinyl set, and so you'd either get the second. The second um, record was always um, green, um, and then but for the for the turtles color. But then you have the for the side A and B. You could have picked like the record was the four turtles colors or mm-hmm. uh, there's yellow. There was a yellow for April and. Um, there was a bunch of them. Yeah, but it was very cool. You you wanted to get the Don, the Donatello. He's your favorite turtle. So I, I wanted to say my hot jams for this year. I, I wrote down hot jams <laughs> for this year. You and your hot jams. They were, some, of, some of them aren't new. They're new songs to me, but um, you mentioned you bought the Jason Derulo album. So yep. Trumpets by Jason Derulo. I had never heard it, so it was a new song for me. That was on my, was on my hot jams. Pitbull, the Pitbull and Enrique Iglesias song, Messing Around. Mm-hmm. That's also, I think, like a 2014 song, but I'd never heard it before. It's based on a, um, a riff or like a melody from Ario Speedwagon. I actually have Katy Perry's Harley's in Hawaii on here and Never Really Over. Those are good songs. They're good songs. I'm, I like I'm, Small Talk, too. Uh, small Talk, it didn't make my it didn't make my hot jams. Let's just say that. <laughs> um, and then a country song called Po' Boys that was, that was on there. So... And then I do have some anticipated stuff for for this year. Uh, again, it's a theme for me. Uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross are doing the music for the Pixar movie Soul, which I think we mentioned when we were talking about mo- mo- we did, the movies. Yeah. Are, so I'm definitely going to pick up that soundtrack. Uh, Trent's also said that they're going to put out new Nine Inch Nails like proper like music, not just soundtrack work, but Nine Inch Nails work this year. We'll see. Sometimes when he says stuff is going to happen. It doesn't happen for another year or two after he says it. But he says he wanted to put together some stuff for this year. So we'll see. And then Angels and Airwaves are supposed to be putting out a new album this year. So that's all I have for music. All right. So the last thing we wanted to do was just highlight, because we like a lot of uh, podcasts. We listen to, both of us listen to a lot of podcasts. So I'll highlight the podcast that we discovered this year or found. And so I will go through two that I found. Um, one is one is like I, I I'm not gonna, I'm not the only person that found it. Everybody found it. Uh, Dak Shepard's uh, Armchair Expert podcast. I think it started in 2018, but I discovered it l- mid last year. Mm-hmm. But and it's super pop- super popular. It's one of the popular ones. It's up there. I don't you know it's not Joe Rogan popular yet, but it's it's up there. Um, I knew it was popular because I think I mentioned this to you, but we have a good friend, um, who. Um, you used to work with who I follow on Twitter and I had just gotten into the podcast. It was like the middle of the year and I was going to the bathroom and scrolling through my phone as you do when you're on, when you're going to the bathroom and <laughs> I was, hygiene, I was literally way. listening to an episode of the podcast when I saw that, that she had tweeted 
that she was going to see them live, like because mm-hmm. they because they did a that's right they did a and Detroit it wasn't show. somebody that we would have normally expected to be that was number one a podcast listener number two like to have a commonality between what you would listen well to, that was so. weird and meta because I didn't realize it was big yet like I I, I had yeah just you just thought you'd I thought it. I found this like hidden gem that you know I was no. like oh I mean I, I think mean, you were late to the party I mean it is put out by a celebrity so I mean but I you, you never know Every, everybody and their mother has a podcast now we have a podcast <laughs> so I didn't know it was popular but then I'm you know. Uh, so that was a meta moment. So then, um, and, and that's a cool interview show and he interviews, although I personally like when he interviews, like he calls it the experts on experts when it's, um, I, I, I like when he has, um, some philosophers on there. My, probably my favorite episode is Sam Harris. He had a Sam Harris, but I, I usually skip when it's just a straight up celebrity, unless there's something I really yeah. find interesting. Like, I, I find the experts more interesting too. And then the Now Playing podcast, which is, they're just a movie review podcast. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I like about them a lot is they will review a whole series of, so I got into them. Everything comes back to, to either Nine Inch Nails or, or Superman for me. And so I discovered them because they reviewed all of the Superman movies and Supergirl and like a whole series of their their Superman series. But then they I've listened to all the Rocky movies by them, all of Trans... Um, Transformers, Terminator, Star Trek, like they just they like rev- they they like to go through an entire series, and they have a bunch of horror ones I haven't listened to. Like I think they reviewed all the Friday the Thirteenth. We need to listen to the Halloween one. Um, <laughs> since we just finished, the yeah, they, yeah. Watch but those. that's what I like about them is they go through. So I've binged a bunch of their series. So that's what I got on here. What about you? So I like listening to true crime, and I listen to a, a variety of different true crime podcasts this year, and a few other things. Um, worth mentioning, I listened to Root of Evil, which is about the Black Dahlia killer, and it's hosted by relatives of the man believed to be the Black Dahlia killer, which is kind of cool. It The podcast itself took a weird turn, and so it wasn't my favorite podcast of the year, but it was Wait, still a weird interesting. Tur- is, it, is it one of, it's a true crime, is it like a f- fictional telling of, or is it like a... Tr- no, it's 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 nonfiction. It's the story so it, behind the man who's believed to be the Black Dahlia killer. So did real life take a turn? Yes. Yeah. So there's... Real, real life took a turn you weren't expecting and didn't enjoy. <laughs> well, they they spent a lot of time in the podcast talking about the relatives of the Black Dahlia killer. More more time than I would have. I wanted to know more about the murders and more about mm-hmm. the man that they thought was the murderer. And they did talk about that, but they also spent a lot of time talking about the the other relatives and that story was much less interesting to me although there was incest and all kinds of craziness going on and i think they were trying to just lay the foundation that it was an effed up family but mm-hmm. that that one was okay um i listened to countdown which is it's but both of these are concluded series they're not putting out new episodes but countdown is all about um it's eight episodes and each each episode is dedicated to telling the true story of a space crisis so um it goes through apollo apollo 13 of a court of course is on there but there's a number of other space crises that have happened um both in american space flight and in russian space flight oh i need to listen to that podcast so what was it called it's called countdown and it's it's 11 episodes it's done it's self-contained and each episode is about Oh, maybe about forty-five minutes to an hour, and it's just retelling this tale of, okay, of what li- happened. It's very I need to good. listen to that. Then I listened to the Ballad of Billy Balls, which was sponsored by Crime Town. So Crime Town is a podcasting group through. It's sponsored by Gimlet Media, but it's done by Mark Smerling and Zach Stewart Pontier, who were the men behind the Jinx, which was an HBO special about 
a a murderer and they famously taped this man in the bathroom muttering to himself basically a a confession to this murder that they hadn't been able to nail him down police hadn't been able to nail him for but anyway long story short they do very very good investigative crime work they sponsored this show called the ballad of billy balls and it was excellent it was definitely the best podcast that i've listened to this year the story was awesome it's won i think many awards it's the ballad of billy balls is actually about the murder of a up-and-coming um rock musician in the 1970s and this um reporters um seeking out to try and solve his murder decades later okay and so it's it's her basically telling telling that story it's very very good i listened to mogul which was also put out by crime town which is um this this year's season is all about the uh, story of Two Life Crew. So that's been interesting. Yeah, I know good, you got a lot of good were, music there. You got on like a Two Life Crew kick for a little while. I did get into Two Life. Well, because I was listening to so much of their music as through the tellings of the story, and I found that I liked a lot of it. <laughs> it's very crude, but I, I still liked it. And then I listened to the L.A. Times, The Man in the Window. So there was a a murderer in. The California area again back in the 1970s, and he was he was a prowler, and he was very very scary because he would stalk his victims like peeping in their windows and peeping in their houses for weeks ahead of when he would actually then go in and torture them or kill them, and he was just breaking into homes all over the place and really terrorizing people, and eventually decades later they identified him through dna and caught him so this the man in the window is all about the story of this man and how you know the terror that he he committed back in the 70s it's got interviews from people who were victims of his all the way up to now i mean the man's like in his 80s and he's standing trial for i want to say something like 13 murders that he did decades ago and got away with so there's a number of podcasts about this because they just caught him last year and then people came out with a story i listened to the la times uh, man in the window it was really good i also recommend that as well yeah you do listen to a lot of you do listen to a lot of two time well i like it because they're self-contained stories they're riveting they're, it's almost like listening to an audiobook so um i think that's all we have do you have anything else no, I, I mean, one thing that we've done with all our other uh, sections is things that we're looking forward to. Mm-hmm. And for me, it would be anything else that Crime Town comes out with new seasons every year. <laughs> so whatever well, their newest season is, I am looking forward to well, it. Well, I just shared that uh, podcast that I just found that is about uh, the Apollo 11. That Did, did oh, you add that? Oh, that's true. Yeah, I forgot what about was, that. What was yeah. that one called? Did Something nine. Okay. Well, while you look that up, I'm going to say that it was... Uh, nine Days in July, it's oh, called. Nine Days in July. Okay. So that's the... Uh, and that one... Yep. That's just eight episodes. That, that's the one that's eight episodes. And that's that's just, what I was thinking of. It's not over, is it? Oh, I don't know. Could be. I haven't listened to it yet. We'll find out if I didn't it's think over it, or not. I, 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 thought, I thought it was just getting going, but I want to check that out. Yep. But this oh. has been... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, Crime Town had, had, did have another season this year, and it was all about Detroit and Kwame Kilpatrick. Well, the whole season wasn't about Kwame Kilpatrick, but a number of episodes were. Mm-hmm. And us being from Michigan, 
it was really cool to hear that because having lived through all the news, I didn't really know what was going on with him. Mm -hmm. And now I know the full background and story. That was very interesting to me. Yeah. is a, a somebody who I've heard a lot about on the fringe, but I don't really know that much. And I didn't not, know anything we're not, other we're not than from on the fringe. Detroit, so I didn't really care that much, but maybe, but I always, I shouldn't discount like an interesting story is an interesting story, regardless yeah. of where it's at. I mean, the man was mayor, went to jail, got out of jail, became mayor again, went back to jail. I mean, it's insane. Well, it probably it doesn't, you know, it helps. It shows like maybe why Detroit was in shambles for so long, which <laughs> is coming back. It's coming back for sure. Um, so this is a really fun episode. Hopefully, hopefully you listeners have enjoyed it. But it's been fun uh, for us. Well, I definitely want to do this next year. It's been fun because we don't always do the same things. I got to do a better job of keeping track of stuff. So it's 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 fun from both sides. I enjoy you know reminiscing, looking back at what I had done for the whole year. Like, oh, these are the movies I saw. Oh, I didn't see as many you know original movies as I would have th- liked or yeah. thought. I was you know, and then uh, so that was fun. But also hearing we don't always do the same things or play the same things or do this. So we spend a lot of time together, obviously. But there, um, there's a lot of things that we don't do together, and so it's fun hearing what you did and what you read, especially, um, especially. I usually know what kind of what what, what movies you've seen, but. And I and I, you watch a lot of reality TV that I'm not that interested in, but it's still cool to hear what you listen to. But I really enjoyed listening to the comics that you talked about and um, the video games because those are two things that I don't always know what you're like. I typically don't know what you're reading or what you're what yeah. you're playing. So that was and that, I I hardly ever know what you're listening to because you've got it in your headphones. So that's good to hear too. Yeah, so I hope hopefully we've been we've been rambling for almost almost two hours here, and hopefully it's transparent to the listeners. But we've had some recording hiccups here and there, and and uh, so this has been an interesting one. We've been it's been a heck of a haul. <laughs> it has, but it was fun. Did you enjoy it, or were you? I did. I did. It's a lot to record. But it was fun. Well, we don't we normally do the episodes that are, that run this long, especially since we came back from. Um, being away for so long and we wanted to do even shorter episodes but i don't know this one is yet to come to fruition but that's okay when you recap your entire year uh and you go through all the things we did movies and tv and comics and video games and music and podcasts and all that stuff and everything it's going to take a while but i had i had fun and i definitely want to do that in 2020 so i've already have a tab in the same document that I have here for 2019, I have a 2020 tab. I'm I wrote gonna, mine by hand. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to add stuff as I go. So I've already listened to some new music this year. I haven't played any. So let's see here. Have I watched any? I'm just going to go through like each category. I have not played any new video games. I have not picked up any new podcasts. I have listened to new albums this year. I have read new comics and I don't think I've seen any new movies. Or did I already say that? I, I, I don't think I've seen any new movies. So it's only the only music has an, an edition so far. It's uh, only, I mean, which is in January 22nd. You'd think I would have some, but I only have music on here. Okay. Do you have anything new? I'm not saying. <laughs> oh. I'm keeping it close to the vest. I, I don't think you do. Because um, I've been with you most of it. So... You've been playing everything you you listed. I, I don't think I think we are starting off the 2020 slowly. <laughs> so, all right, everybody, stay geeky.